Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome guys and welcome to this week's episode of Heavy Metal Tones with me, your podcast host, Tony Evans. Um, this is going to be a slightly off-kilter episode this week. Um, not really going to be talking about, um, well we talk about music, we're music connected, it's about merch, 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 babies. Um, I have a very large and extensive t-shirt collection and uh, in the chat uh, around the show, one of my listeners Phil Bergeson, uh, he writes for my for Metal Ruse, who I am the head writer, um, uh, sorry, review head of the reviews team. Uh, by the way, he writes beautiful prose, beautiful, beautiful. If if you want to really uh, be taken away on a sort of um, a level of information and knowledge, but with a bit of fun and and storytelling. Uh, with your reviews, not just a usual, you know, this is good guitars, that's good drums, whatever. Um, go over to uh, Metal Ruse, and in the reviews section, click reviews, go on search, put his name in, um, and you'll find um, his work, Phil Bergeson. Uh, and you can always put my name as well, Tony Evans, and you can find me there as well. But I recommend his work highly. Anyway, he said, why don't we chat, why don't chat about your T-shirts? Because I'd uploaded the picture of my latest T-shirt, which was um, a reproduction of the band Bastardizer, one of their shirts. And it's got um, uh, it's a cartoon picture of, of Lemmy arm-wrestling the devil for a bottle of whiskey, and underneath it says, Whiskey Till Death. So I thought, well, yeah, you know, such a vast collection. Whoop, I just banged that with my teacup. Sorry, guys. I've got such a vast collection that I thought, you know, what do I do? Where do I start? I'm not going to do the new stuff. I'm going to do stuff with, uh, I'm going to pick, I've picked out three or four. If we get to four, brilliant. If we don't, we don't. Um, poignant shirts and the story connected to them. Because all of us will have stories connected to our things we own. Um, it's not just a case of buying them online and then off you go. One second. It can be that, but it's not as much fun when you've got a story attached to it. 
excuse me, I'm gonna, here's a technical moment. I'm just going to move the pop shield because let's keep knocking it with my cup. One moment, won't be a second. There you go, seamless. Anyway, so the first shirt is a really interesting one. So this is actually not a t-shirt. This is a shirt, uh, it's um, a sleeveless button-up black shirt. Well, it was black many, many years ago, and it's now sort of a, a dusty grey black. I'll, again, all these pictures will be put up on my Facebook page. So do come along to Heavy Metal Tones Facebook page, and I'll put the link below, and have a look at the photographs. Okay, so the first one, the story goes, so I was sitting in a pub in, uh, I'm going to say Golders Green in North London, but I don't think, I think it was more North Finchley. I, I, look, again, it was eons ago, okay. Um, but uh, I'd been painting and decorating with my brother, and we were having our usual afternoon pint and plowmans. And uh, I was sitting in the bar with, and at that time I had um, quite a lavish Mohican, um, a lot of face piercings. Uh, I was wearing, I do remember rightly, I was wearing um, black bondage pants and um, my Killing Joke leather jacket with, I think, my pistol shirt on, possibly. Anyway, I was sitting there just sort of minding my own business at the bar having a drink and, you know, with dress like that, you, you, you do tend to garner attention and, oh, it didn't bother me. I don't care. Um, this guy, <coughs> pardon me, taps me on the shoulder and I turn around and it's a, I don't know, rather innocuous guy. You, you wouldn't think much to looking at him. I, I can't, I just barely remember his, I don't know his name, but I barely remember his, what he looked like. And he was just chatting about how I looked and that he was a punk in the 70s and um, like, like my brother was in the early days, the early, early punk stuff. And uh, he said, oh, I've got this shirt at home that um, I'm getting going through a messy divorce and I don't want my missus to get well, my ex missus to get her hands on it. It means a lot to me. Would you like it? I just and I'm like, oh, what is it? And it was he said he wore it to Sid Vicious's. The so when Sid Vicious died, <clears throat> they had a a parade like a, a, a punk march through London. Um, and all that in honor, you know, basically of uh, of of Sid, and uh, and he wore it on that march. And I was like, well, okay, yeah, if you don't want it. And, of course, you know, you hear stories in pubs, you know. And he said, oh, I'll, cut, I'll meet you here tomorrow at lunchtime. If you're here, you're here. If you're not, you're not. I'm like, all right. Anyway, we do our thing. I go to the pub for lunch. I'm thinking, oh, will he turn up? And there he is at the bar with a little plastic bag. And he gives it to me. And it, uh, how do I describe? It says, it's, like I said, it's, it's a sort of collarless black shirt. Um... It, the arms weren't cut off because you can see it's been sewn, so it was probably meant to be that way. And what makes it very, very important, uh, it, music history-wise, is that it's got two patches on one side. It's got Rotten Roll, and it's got the Karl Marx patch. Now, the Karl Marx patches on that shirt is actually one of um, the ones that Vivian Westwood put on her on her shirts. Um, and the reason I know that is because I unpicked it and took it off. And on the back of it, um, it's reversed. The picture is exactly the same on the back. 
So it's, you, it's like a reverse picture. And that's the way to tell whether one of the Karl Marx patches is actually one of Vivian's. Um, so that's really exciting for me. And then on the left, on the other side, you've got a, uh, a white patch with um, a picture of, uh, you know, the, you know, the one that America needs you. Um, and then it's with a guy pointing out and then four syringes pointing at each of his head. And then he's got, and then there's uh, a red patch with a, um, a black skull and crossbones and the, te- the initials MF on it. And I don't know what that means is it might be a drug related i don't i never really checked into it i should look it out so it's so historically and culturally it's a really important shirt and it, it's important to me firstly because um i'm a deep admirer of sid vicious and secondly uh it's that one connection closer to um you know the the real sort of the punk things it wasn't just like a, a, a you know, it's not just a remanufactured picture of the Queen with a safety pin on her face. It's a genuine piece of rock mem- history. And um, I've also got another shirt that my brother gave me that was stolen from the sex shop, Vivian's sex shop, which is actually a God Save the Queen shirt, which is very, very dear to me. But that one we'll talk about. That's a different story. This one is more connected because it was a strange sort of moment of synergy Um you know, and people say to me, "Oh, well, how can you admire Sid Vicious when he, he couldn't play his music, and you know, he's possibly a murderer and he was a drug addict?" And I won't even get into that conversation because, firstly, you can't prove that he murdered anyone. I personally, he didn't. And secondly, he's he was a very he had a very unfortunate life where his mum was a drug addict, and then he was drawn into that lifestyle. He was a genuinely gifted musician. He loved um, T Rex and Bowie. Um, he he sort of was the essence of punk, you know. He burnt too fast, he burnt too quickly, he burnt too brightly. He was never going to stay live past 21. He is the essence and quintessential essence of rock and roll. Um, and that's all really when he died in 1980, that was the end of it. I think rock and roll sort of died then as well. But again, um, let's not go down that rabbit hole so that's that shirt one i'm really proud of it i don't wear it a lot i have worn it to a couple of punk gigs here in australia i don't really get it out that often because um of its delicate it's quite delicate i mean you can imagine now it's 40 plus years old um and it's the the, the um mark's patch is starting to unravel i had to sew it um sort of I've lost a bit of the Mark Carmark's patch at the bottom. I, mean, I used to wear it at gigs. I used to wear it at gigs, you know, indiscriminately. You just get pulled and jostled and we'd pogo and all sorts of shit in it. And, and I, I, honestly, the thought of what I did in that shirt and, and its cultural value is ridiculous. But hey, it is what it is, okay? Um, shirt two is also punky. Uh, it's... Um, when I before I met my before I married my darling wife, we would go to gigs. We were still dating, uh, and uh, I was really into a band called I well, still am into a band called Tempole Tudor. Um, those that want to reach out and look at what Tempole Tudor is, I might put a link in the description below as well or on the Facebook page. It was Eddie Tempole, so he was a, a singer, musician, guitarist who. Um, was friends of John Lydon and the Pistols. He was, if you've seen the rock and roll, the great rock and roll swindle, he's the movie usher in that. 
uh, in the part of the movie. He's also on the soundtrack for the movie. He does uh, Who Killed Bambi? And uh, anyway, you know, songs, Swords of a Thousand Men, When the Four Winds Blow, Throwing the Baby Out with the Bathwater, um, Hey Rick. It's just, I love his, it's sort of a psychobilly nonsense. And, um, well, I managed to get tickets to see them at the garage in Highbury. Islington, was it? Yes, in Islington. And uh, I know I had my, again, all punky, you know, bondage pants. I had the three straps between the legs. I had the bum flaps, you know, the Mohican, the, the leather jacket, the whole bit. I was really deep into it. And um, we turned up and we got a bit early and we're standing at the way to come in. And uh, a guy comes out, one of the roadies, and he says, oh, no, gig off, gig's off. Gigs off, nothing, not, not happening now. And um, well, luckily for us, we're like, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm, yeah, damn. So we went over the road to this pub. Don't ask me the name, not going to remember it. And we're sitting in the pub with all these other punks just drinking away, my then girlfriend. Um, and suddenly the door opens, a guy comes in, same roadie, and he goes, anyone here has got tickets to see Tempole? It's back on again. What it turned out as is that the drummer had got drunk and they couldn't wake him up. So, you know, very rock and roll. Anyway, <coughs> we dutifully went in. Um, possibly the worst support, one of the worst support bands I have ever had the privilege of seeing. Now, it's a hazy here because we went through a, a, a phase of seeing really bad support bands. My wife will give, <coughs> have more of a, uh, of a memory of that. I think it was Big Boy Tomato. She thinks it might be Land of Barbara. It could be either of them. It could have been both of them. I just remember that it was absolutely atrocious. It was at mid-90s. It was 94. So late, uh, mid-94. So it was that kind of... Oh, how do I describe it? Uh, it was sort of that... I don't know. The 90s had some bland crap. And it was that sort of bland art school... Um, unimaginative pop let's give ourselves a stupid name like land of barbara who i have googled and are still going uh, big boy tomato i mean come on come on now um anyway uh, they once they'd finished half the audience had fucked off so there you go right and uh they had a merch stand and i we didn't have any money i mean god i was on nothing my wife was working as a au pair at the time and um, she bought a shirt. Now, technically, it's her shirt. I wore it. I wore it so much that it's actually thin. You can almost see through it. There's big holes in the front. Um, excuse me, one second. Uh, and it is the white uh, uh, Unite the Kingdom tour. Okay, with all the dates on the back. I'm trying to see where our one was. One moment. Yeah, the garage, London, July seventh. There you go. It was the last gig on the tour um this has a lovely smell of old t-shirts have uh anyway um the gig was was phenomenal it is in my top five greatest gigs of all time uh there was a weird guy at the front that kept i wouldn't at that time i didn't stand at the front right i'd get closer but i you know i sort of hang around a bit but it was about 50 people in the whole um venue 
and this guy was at the front and he, he kept saying something to Eddie and Eddie would lean in and go, yeah, I know, I love you too, man, I love you too. Like, weird guy. Because I mean, a lot of people like Eddie because he was on Crystal May's, um, you know, vivid TV celebrity um, at the time. Uh, and he came on with a ripped shirt and an old dodgy class- classical guitar was beaten up, you know, um, and uh, and they went through their repertoire all the classics off all the, you know, they only have had three albums, I believe, but off the all three albums. And really what we were waiting for was when the four winds blow. And I'd met him previously, um, going across, um, I think it was Covent Garden. And I, it was surreptitious. I surreptitious. I just bought when the four winds blow a rare Australian print single and he signed the cover for me. So it was a bit odd that happened, but Anyway, so it was meant to be. Anyway, the gig was amazing, absolutely effing amazing. It could have got, it felt like it went for 20 minutes, but it could have gone forever. He was angry. He was, he bounced around like a like a, uh, a bunny rabbit with a, you know, a bat, you know, a car battery up its ass. It was unbelievable. He just kept moving. He was just incredible. And the end of the night, the drummer gave me his drumsticks. I've still got them. Um, oh, here's a tinkly bell. That's my lovely little catch. Here she comes. Um, and I was so, I was just, it was just amazing. And I, and I've kept that shirt for all these years. I don't wear it anymore. It's just in my pile of. So I, ha- I have, I rotate my shirts around. Um, ones I'm going to wear all the time. Ones I want to wear occasionally, and ones that will, um, will never be worn again because they're just too precious. And I've got a couple of. Pistols ones that are so thin you could see through them. I've got a UK subs one that you can barely see the print on them now. Um, I've got some maiden ones. I've got the maiden one from uh, Donington. Uh, and, and and unfortunately... Hear that noise? There you go. I've got a paper bag in the in the bedroom. And the one thing she's trying to get into is my paper bag. Have you come? No? Anyway. Here she goes. She'll come up in a second. So, yeah. So, it really sort of... Uh, when I, I never look time I look at that shirt oh oh she's knocking the microphone girl every time I look at that shirt I just feel um deep warmth and and and, and I remember the gig and I wish you know I'd love it was a previous year no one no one had smartphones and no one um would have filmed it you know I didn't even take a camera sadly enough um and but I did have one moment of... She's chewing my headphones. No, no, girl. I had one very embarrassing moment when we came out of the gig. I, um... <laughs> as I said, I'm wearing um, black bondage pants. Between my... If you've ever seen a picture of bondage pants, between my legs are three straps that go from... what you, you know, between each leg. So you can walk, but you can't do much else, right? Anyway, I, um... We came out and we had to run for this bus... Um, and well, there were some bollards. Now, if, I don't know what you call them in America. I don't know. But over here, over here in England, bollards are like a concrete post that you put up to stop traffic getting in, like a, con- like a contraflow traffic thing. And I tried to leap the bollard. <laughs> um, you know, and as at the time, I'd only been dating Karen for a little while. And I was trying to show off, and I, just, I leapt on the bollard, and I completely forgot about the, the straps. And planted, the straps got caught on the bollard, I went headfirst into the floor. Man, how I didn't break something, but, you know, you, you fall, you 
you bounce off. Can you hear us? She's purring away. Uh, and, um, yeah, funny moment. I don't know how I didn't do myself major injury, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, anyway, uh, that's the first two shirts. We're going to come back to the other end and do two more. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the first half. Uh, it might give you time to go and look at your shirt collection, put it on and think about it. Um, when you do come to the end of the show, please, I'd love some photographs sent into the Facebook page of shirts. Your favourite ones, the most unusual ones, um, where you got, give me a little bit of blurb where you got them from. I really would love to know and to hear about it. Um, anyway, that's me for the moment. A little cat here. I'm going to go and warm my tea up, and I might leave it just to. You might have to drink the cold tea because she's not going to get up now, is she? Um, and we'll talk to you after the break about two more shirts. Okay, bye, guys. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey ho, welcome back guys. Um, new tea, my little cat is still... Oh, hear that? There you go. Uh, we're talking about um, memorable t-shirts and um, where they where they stand. In. Um, you know, I think us sort of music lovers, and particularly the heavy genre music lovers, we like to sort of wear our badges on our chest, don't we? This is the band we love, this is the genre we like, don't fuck with me. Whatever you want to, you know, don't, this is, you know, you also sort of want to, you always look out for other people wearing shirts and, you know, and you'll go, oh God, it's a slipknot shirt or whatever, you know, and you sort of in your head be a bit snobby, you shouldn't be because they are just really doing what you're doing and showing their passion. Also, sound if I saw a sound advice, I sound a bit off today, I, I've got a bit of a cold, I have a cold and, um, and it uh, just affects my throat a bit, so sorry about that. Anyway. On to shirt three. 
we're going to go back in time um, to a time when this old man was only 16. And I was dating a Turkish girl. It all goes around girls, isn't it? Oh, memorable moments, I suppose, in life. It's the, this is the only real shirt that I've got, that, one of the only real shirts I wear that is not black. And I do still wear this um, sometimes. Uh, you'll know why I wear, when I wear it, and it could be become obvious in a moment. Um, so, it was 1989, and uh, Fish had left Marillion. I was absolutely gutted because, as you've listened to before on the show, you know how much that band and that singer means to me. And um, he was going on his solo tour. And, you know, um, f- sadly, I went to every solo, every London gig that he played um, on the um, on all of his solo albums up until the time I left the UK. And I don't have any left. Sure, I've got one shirt. Um, I had signed shirts I because I got won a competition to see him live, free tickets. They were crap tickets, but they were free tickets. Um, <laughs> um, and I don't have any because uh, one way or another, moving home around the country when I got married, um, washing them thin, not knowing what I'm doing, losing them, you know, um, leaving them at other girlfriends' houses, all sorts of crap. Anyway, this one I do have. So this one... So Fish left the band, and he in came in comes Steve Hogarth. Um, I'm not a big fan of Steve Hogarth as a singer for the band, although he's been in the band now longer than Fish was. Um, but at that time, they released their first solo album without Fish, uh, Seasons End, and I actually do love the first two Steve Hogarth albums, Steve, Steve, uh, Seasons End and uh, Holidays in Eden. I think they're absolutely, they're, I think, masterworks, actually. I think they're brilliant pieces of music. I just think that they're not really brilliant. Anyway, um, I took my then-girlfriend, who had an unpronounceable Turkish, Turkish name. Um, we couldn't, she didn't like me calling her na- that name. I won't say it on air, because they might listen, you never know. Um, but she, she used to like be called Sarah or Sally, or, or she just make one name up when someone had asked me what, asked her what the name was she'd make it up um and i had got tickets i i i we met we met when i was tearing tickets i was a um cinema usher for the first couple of years of my working life from 16 to 18 um while i was at college and we met during the performance of i think it was I think it was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, or it could be, or or it could be she brought her younger brother to see it. Um, anyway, that's consequent, non consequential. But so, um, so she, so we went to see. So Marillion played um, with Hogarth uh, on the back end of Season's End um, at the uh, Wembley Arena. Uh, now I don't know if Wembley Arena is still going as a such, but it, it, the great thing is the T-shirt just says London Wembley. 12th of July. Uh, all in July, these gigs, aren't they? Uh, anyway, um, and it was a great gig because we were up in the up in the nosebleeds because it was all I could afford. And um, they did the usual classics, play the Marillion songs, your Fugazis, your Script for Just as Tear, because it was a transitional band. You couldn't just 
throw away the old material. And Steve is a really, um, well, he was a really animated uh, vocalist. And he's running up and down the uh, stage and he climbs the stacks and then he goes along the edge of the stage down and falls off straight into the what would be the orchestra pit right where the body where the, the bodyguards are and they called him luckily enough and they get him back on stage and it was a fun funny moment I have to say because um, up until that point I hadn't seen Marillion as a band I'd seen Fish and I'd seen um uh, and that was the first time I saw them because I never really got to see Marillion with Fish um uh, which is a real, you know, one of those things that you know we've all have those moments, don't we? We, you know, didn't know. You know, we all say, you know, people go, "I didn't see the Pistols, but I did see John Lydon or whatever." Uh, anyway, um, I didn't see that, and uh, and I remember vividly because I looked over to the left, and there was a boy, and he would have been, I don't know, I'm thinking twelve, could be younger, and. He's got an older brother there, and they are singing along word for word for script for a Jester's Tear. Now, early Marillion songs are in their sort of 12 to 13 minute epics, and uh, and they're long and wordy, and Marillion, Marillion fans are known to sing along. It's like basically a big karaoke gig. Um, and that's where I got my love of singing along to gigs, I just can't help myself. Uh, and so, you know, I'm watching, I was fascinated, and I kept nudging this girlfriend of mine, and, um, and she's like, we just couldn't take miles off them, anyway, after the gig, we went and bought, I went and bought a shirt, I should have bought two, um, from this van outside Wembley Arena, where the official merch is, the white one is gone, I think I gave it to her, so that's gone, this one is, it's still, it's quite a fascinating, um, piece of musical history because it's still got the original Marillion logo and they ditched that not soon afterwards particularly for um, the Holidays in Eden I went and saw the Holidays in Eden tour but I didn't get a shirt this one's blue uh, and it has a a, a big red cross on the on the front that's sort of in pieces and a sort of like a silkscreen blue because off the album there was a brilliant single called Easter and Easter has one of the best guitar solos ever recorded again please go and look for it you can go on YouTube just put Marillion Easter in it and and just have a listen but don't it's not a million notes it's not a thrash song so God, I'm heavy metal guy so if you're not into that stuff by, by all means leave it alone but if you want to be open minded go and have a listen to that it's pretty great stuff and so I do wear it at Easter. I do occasionally wear it. Um, I'm not Christian by any means, but I think it's just something that makes me feel um, connected to that piece of music and that time of when I was... I had really long hair. I had long hair I could sit down on. I had a, silver rings on each finger, tight um, black jeans. Um, if, you ever watch, if you're watching the, the new season of Stranger Things, uh, one of the characters there, the, the um, is it Eddie? Uh, he's got he's the he's the um he's the heavy metal dude anyway that was me basically but a little less little less annoying i hope yeah i remember he used to, used to tear the tickets my boss once said to me um you got to get your hair cut and he gave me a 10 pound note and he said go next door to the barbers because there was a there was a barbers next door or hairdressers or whatever you want to call them or whatever 
And uh, I said to the barber, okay, take, and he took, he can't, I, I mean, he literally took a, a thumb, less than a thumbnail's depth off. And I had it, I kept the, 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 picked up the pieces and put it in my hand. And I was in the, went back to work and my boss was like, I told you you got a haircut. And I said, well, you didn't specify how much, mate. And I showed him how much I got. And I gave him the receipt for 10 quid. Um, it was, um, yeah. Let's just say that he was not my favourite person. And I wasn't his favourite person. Uh, and that's just the way it is. That happens. Anyway, so that's the Merulian shirt. Now we're going to sort of f- finish up um, towards here with a more recent one. Um, my good friend and friend of the podcast and friend of the Facebook page and will be coming on very very soon Uh, we have the dates planned for a nice almost hour long episode I think we're going to do on history and music Um, uh, we went to see the fantastic and wonderful uh, band Artillery a Danish thrash band they are like the Metallica of Denmark right and uh, they have been Dean there, done that, seen it. We decided to get tickets for the basement. Um, uh, and we decided to get meet and greets. Because we thought, fuck, why not? Come on. How often is this going to be the case? You know? And um, we, I think there was a word by Witch Skull. Ooh, I can't remember now. Anyway, we turned up. All eager. Um, and I remember the guy that doing guy that was doing the promotion. He's a really nice guy. He does the promotion for um, Hidden in Intent. And so he's from Adelaide. Uh, he's in a band himself, and I think he's in Hidden Intent, in fact. Um, and he said, um, "Oh, you're the only two guys that bought tickets for Beat and Greet." And we're like, "Oh, okay, that's a bit weird." So we, we turned up and we had some food. Um, we had a, a burger that was so I had a burger that was so hot, chili wise, that I, we had to go outside for a walk. It was, it was, yeah, moltenly hot. Anyway, we went backstage before the gig and uh, met the guys. And we had, I mean, uh, again, I'll put up some pictures. Uh, it's such fun, man. We, Benji and I just had an absolute blast. But we took so much, they, they signed everything, right? Like, I bought shirts, we had posters, we had um, CDs. They were signing everything. But a very interesting thing happened. Typically, Tony, this you're going to look roll your eyes and you know about this. So, the lead guitarist has a black and white Schenker esque flying V, and I was let's just say I would have bought it a hotel room, okay? I was <laughs> enamored with this guitar, and he let me pick it up and hold it. I'm not play it, I'm not, I'm not going to do that in front of its owner, someone so talented that would be that would be churlish. But I, I did hold it and I did look at it and I was talking guitars to him. And while I'm doing that, all the rest of the band is signing the shirts, signing all the stuff. But I stupidly kept him talking. So after the gig, what's about, I reckon about a week later, I said to Benji, I said, I, I haven't got all the signatures. And he, <laughs> he, I literally didn't get his signature. So I've got two signed shirts. And there should be five signatures on there. And I've got four. Um, and it, the, the, the shirt I've got, well, I've got two, but the one I'm holding here is the the artwork for their first album. Okay. Um, it, and uh, the tour, Fear of Tomorrow was the album, I think. It's just an amazing 
uh, I won't wear that shirt ever because it's been signed and I don't want to lose those signatures as I've done before in the past. I got a Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer signed shirt once. Uh, and uh, I also got a... Um, and it had... Uh, you wouldn't let it live. It's amazing because we went and saw them live. That one, um, I wore it so much that I actually bleached it. My mum bleached it to clean it and took the signatures off it. God bless mum. Anyway, um, so... What Benji did for my birthday a couple of years ago is he because we still we we talk to artillery online all the time. They're friends of the Facebook page, and we chat to them. And um, they sent he sent me a new signed CD with all of the band on it and a picture of them signing it to prove that they they'd all signed it. Isn't that fantastic. You can't. I mean, that's friendship, and that's just that's just a really thought out and wonderful gift. And I was and I I've, I've got it signed. I've got it in hanging up in a frame with my backstage passes and stuff i'm just really 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 proud so that's the latest one now um it was a great gig i could not take my eyes off the guitarist i I think it was probably a the flying v b he was just he's just amazing and and the atmosphere there was probably only about i don't know again i'd say 200 people it was the old basement before they extended it backwards and added more to it. Um, those that live in Canberra or in Sydney or who have come to Canberra and in gigs will know the basement. Um, my good friend, as I said right at the beginning of the show, Phil Bergerson, his uh, brother Nick and his wife Mick, <laughs> Mick and Nick Bergerson, um, you could make it up, they own and run the... Um, uh, the basement in fact it was um uh nick's birthday I believe today on day of recording so happy birthday nick to you if you listen to this uh i know we haven't been there recently quite a lot because things have been getting a bit too busy in life and what we're everything getting on i am looking forward to the rock the the uh, stalker coming up in a couple of weeks time uh, on a sunday uh, the stalker a fantastic kiwi Fresh band, a real throwback to the Venom, early Venom era, um, and of course the Metal Fest, and quite a few other things coming up over that uh, over the time. Um, they are, do a fantastic job there, and I would really want to keep them and their and their business thriving. Anyway, um, that's the, that's the shirts. I, I, I you know honourable mentions. I've got a fish shirt. Uh, not before you go. What do you mean fish shirt? Fish the singer, Derek Dick. I went back to the UK to visit my sick brother in 2003. And, you know, I'm in London for two weeks. I open up um, a, the music. They used to get a magazine called Time Out in London, which used to show you what to go at gigs and on and theatre shows and stuff like that. And lo and behold, bloody hell, at the I think it was the Camden Town, it was the Camden Empire, and Fish was playing that night. It was in the Field of Crows tour, I literally got a last-minute ticket at the box office. I think I missed. I I didn't know it was going. It was on. I was in the centre of London having a coffee, cup of tea, and lunch, and I got my flicking thumbing through my. Um, it was. What do you mean? Six o'clock. Six o'clock in the evening when I saw that, and I saw it said, you know, actual the poster. I thought, oh my god, I'm going to go. And I, you know, called my dad at home and said, I won't be home late. And um, this is pre mobile, pre texting, right? And um, just went and got a ticket, got in. It was a was it a great show? I don't remember it because that much because I was at the I was right in the bleachers again, 
and it was an era of the Fish albums that I didn't really listen to a lot. I had a young family, so I wasn't really listening to like Field of Crows, Fellini Days, um, um, and it was you know that that era. Um, Rain Gods with Zippos, brilliant albums. Now on retro, retrospect, but I just sort of didn't listen because you know also living in Australia, this is sort of early birds of the internet. You were the and it was a lot of effort. And and I had a young family and a new business and a new life, and I wasn't making the effort. Um, and I was going through that sort of phase where music wasn't important, which sounds like you go, Tony, with you not being important, that can't be true. Well, it was slightly. Um, but so I got the shirt. I wear that a fair bit. Although I did get extra large because at that time I was a little bit rotund, and um, or not extra large, just large, and it's just a bit too big for me. It's got a great picture of sort of like a painted picture of fish in a field of corn with crows, and he's wearing sunglasses. It looks a bit like a something out of out of Matrix. Uh, that's another one that I find, favor a lot. Um, but if I had to take one shirt from my collection, if the house was burning down, God forbid, and touch wood, um, and I had to think of one shirt I would save, what shirt would it be? I'm sure you're thinking, would it be a maiden shirt? And I'm sure you're probably thinking, would it be a pistol shirt? But you know, it wouldn't. I think the one shirt that I really have to save would be the one I was wearing when I met Karen, and I mean that in a suppy kind of way. It was the Killing Joke, I um, the Pandemonium, Pandemonium Tour. I cut the arms off. Uh, why I don't know um, it was again really large um, and I can't really describe it it's got sort of like a cartoon sort of demony sort of drug fueled um, digital picture on the front amongst the pentagram and it is very grey and faded but I was wearing that when I met Karen I am absolutely sure I was wearing that um, I could be wrong it was 29 years ago um but I think that's what I was wearing. That one, and, and if I could grab two, I'm adding more. I mean, honestly, I'll probably, probably grab all of them. That one, um, uh, and the damned. I had a damned shirt. I, know, I still got it. I took care of it to see the damned and the anti Nowhere League. That's in my top five gigs as well. And I think that may be one I had. Um, again, if I don't have it, it's one I'd like again. Uh, and possibly a pistols one. Um, uh, yeah, maybe the one I wore a lot when we were dating, which is a picture of a, a white thin. It's now very thin t-shirt of um, uh, John and, and Sid um, leering at yourself uh, at the camera like they always did. Um, anyway, that's the honourable mentions. I'm sure I could think of more. I've got too many to count I could wear a, a different shirt every day and have not double up for an entire year and some uh, because I, I've got a problem people I like buying shirts I used to never buy one as was a tour shirt you know I was that snobby this has got the dates on it and I can't prove I was there doing a no um, now um, after the last probably three or four years maybe since knowing Benji because Benji's inspired me that way he just got some really good shirts um, shirts I, I, I've regretted 
I had a uh, a <laughs> a Def Leppard shirt for the Mirrorball tour that was so. Now I don't want to be. I'm not going to be politically incorrect here and upsetting people when I say gay. It was just a little bit effeminate, a little bit painted, bit of hair metally, and I was never going to wear it. I didn't. I never wore it once, to be honest. Because um, it was the only shirt that was black. See, there's a, you know, you tie back by your prejudice. It was the only one that was black. There you go. You know, and I also bought a white um, ghost shirt that, uh, from the States. Well, Benji and I invested in some shirts from this guy that was living over there, sent us these shirts over, paid top dollar. And it is, I don't know if American tour shirts are like that, but it's shit. It's so thin, it's huge. It's I, could, I couldn't even sell it. It's quite rare a shirt. I couldn't even sell it um, through Ghost Collectors Tour uh, pages. I do have a really rare ghost shirt. I, when I saw them at Soundwave, it's an Australian one. I love that shirt. That Even though I can't bear the band anymore, it was a shirt for their first album tour, and it, it's fantastic, and it's so rare, and I love it. And I'll keep that forever, even though I may not ever wear it again, because to be associated with them, I feel a bit cringy. Um, you know... Uh, there's another funny one again, just while we're finishing, so on it, I bought, I've got a Slayer shirt, I went to see Slayer and Megadeth at the Horden Pavilion, um, and in Sydney, and uh, I was at the bar drinking, uh, as you do, and the whole bar emptied out, and I'm on my own, and I went and bought a couple of shirts, because oh, I can get to the shirt, I can get to the merch table, and um, bought some shirts, I'm drinking again at the bar, and then I hear, I thought, just, God, they sound like a good support band, I wandered in and it was halfway through Megadeth. I just didn't. Honestly, stupid of me, right? I thought, oh my god, how stupid. Um, but by the way, I mean, they were good, but I mean, I was only there for Slayer anyway. And Slayer was phenomenal, as they always are. Kerry King's a prat, but man, and you know, without, without a, Flo- a Floyd Rose trim, he hasn't got a solo. But, but, yeah, I have seen Slayer on every world tour since reign of blood and i did see them at reign of blood as well um so it you know it pretty outstanding i was only 15 or 6 15 reign of blood maybe um brilliant absolutely no i was 16 uh brilliant so uh let's just leave it there i will leave it there now um some regrets of shirts i've lost yes i've lost my ruptured dog shirt as i said i used to roadie for them um, and a Nard dog shirt, and I lost that. I left that in the girlfriend's house, and never went and got it again. Um, regrets, though. But now, if I buy a shirt, I like to wear it, and I like to enjoy it a lot. And I also now start collecting um, horror-themed shirts. I've got a lot of horror movie shirts, uh, and uh, one of my favourites is actually a horror movie collect. It's actually the Devil. It's Tim Curry's Devil from Legend, which is one of my favourite movies of all time. Uh, it's in my top five favourite movies ever, and. Uh, even though it's got Tom Cruise in it, um, yeah, it's it is, uh, you know. So guys out there, dig deep. Let me show me your shirts. I'd love to see them. Give you a little story. Um, let me know the backstory. That'd be brilliant. And maybe one day, I think one day I might even write a book uh, and uh, do a little blurb for each shirt. Uh, that might be fun. Um, anyway, that's me over. I've blabbed on long enough. Um, Talk to you soon. Uh, keep safe. Keep well. Um, keep rocking. And uh, 
you know, keep buying the merch. It keeps the bands alive, man. It keeps the bands going. They don't make much money on music. You know that. Anyway, talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.